This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our locked on rooms. More about Spotify Greenroom later on the show. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Golden Knights podcast. I am your host, Carlo Gonzalez. Uh, you might know me from Twitter at uh, SumDude88, S-U-M-D-O-O-D-88, or from my other podcast, the Weekly Nightly Podcast, which is available from all your podcast providers. Um, so Vegas Golden Knights offseason. Uh, if you notice, I did not do an episode yesterday or Monday. I kind of wanted to uh, compose myself try to figure stuff out what to talk about in the off season. And as, as you know, the off season, there's not as much things to talk about during that time. Obviously there are going to be during the expansion draft, the draft and the uh, free agency, there will be a lot more to talk about, but as I'm going through the process of my first off season as the uh, locked on golden Knights host, I'm trying to figure out, how to approach the off season. I probably won't be doing an episode every day in the off season, probably another two a week. Uh, but I'll figure that out. Um, but today uh, I wanted to do an episode today because there are a lot of news that came out about the golden Knights. Uh, there are the, obviously the exit interviews and what some of those uh, exit interviews kind of give us a clue and what the future for the Golden Knights are, and there's also a few uh, other news, like uh, a few signings in the in the minor league. Uh, the the Fort Wayne Comets being on the uh, on the finals for their league, and but the the big the big news that came out uh, today, as I was I'm recording this on Tuesday, is Mark Andre Fleury winning the Vesna Trophy. Uh, as Golden S fans, obviously, uh, wanted Flurry to win this award. Uh, it's a big, big award for him. And this is his first Vesna Trophy. Of all the accolades that Flurry has had, he never had the Vesna or the Jennings Trophy before the season. Now he has both. And in my opinion, really sealed his legacy as a hall of fame goalie i think in my opinion he was already a hall of fame goalie before this season but this basically just solidifies it maybe even a first ballot hall of famer uh mark andre fleury had a really tight race with andre veselevsky with this uh race uh but he it ekes him out with stellar numbers uh on the on the season uh he's not first in any of these categories but he is near the top in all of them uh he i think he's the only one in all the candidates for the vesna this season that's in the top three in all these categories and by that i mean wins goals against average and save percentage and you can also count shutouts in there which i think he is second in the league uh behind uh varlamov of the islanders so I think he was a very well-deserved award for Marc-Andre Fleury. 
hit, uh, playing in a very weak division in the West Division, did that help his numbers a little bit? I'm pretty sure it did, but I don't think it should detract but how by how good Marc Andre Fleury was this season. Going also, he had the narrative upper hand against Andre Vasilevsky, especially with the whole drama last season with Marc Andre Fleury, with uh, losing uh, his father early in the season and not performing as well uh, during last season, which led management to uh, to to uh, trade for Robin Leonard uh, in the trade deadline. And we all know what happened in the also what happened in the bubble with a whole sword in the back thing uh, from his agent uh, Walsh. Uh, but and coming so coming back this season and having the season that he had uh, with Robin Lennon getting that uh, injury in, in the middle of the season and Mark Andre Fleury having probably his best uh, season in his career, although uh, it is a shortened season, it is probably his best and deservingly won the Vesna Trophy. Another thing I love that came out of this uh, story is Robin Leonard's tweet about congratulating Fleury, and he actually made a reference to the sword in the back uh, incident from last uh, from an, in the bubble. Uh, his tweet reads, "We all know where it was going." Great season, partner. Congrats on this amazing achievement. Truly deserve it. Flower emoji, goat emoji. There was some magic to that sword. Sword emoji. Eh. And he add and at Jared Walsh, which is Mark Andre Fleury's a uh, agent who tweeted that sword in the back. Uh, tweet. I I love these two goalies' relationship. We don't know what the future is. Uh for this tandem there are a few people speculating that they are vegas is probably going to move one of the goalies to make room for a bigger move in the forward position uh but we the what i know from the general managers we have is they do not like to show their cards and they're very secret uh, secretive in their um in their moves um like like I said, Marc Andre Fleury well deserved Vesna uh, award, and even though he had a really good postseason too, maybe he tapered off a little bit near the end. Uh, you, Fleury, I think, in my opinion, won us that uh, Minnesota Wild series, and he wasn't as impressive against Colorado or in Montreal. But Marc Andre Fleury is still a very, very good goalie, especially. Uh, for his age, he's going to be turning 37 uh, later on and winning it in this age uh, is really uh, an accomplishment. It's really hard to do to be a starting goalie and his resurgence uh, with his career with the Golden Knights has been so fun to watch. And he's been one of my favorite players because not only is he a great person and a great guy, but he's also a great goalie. Now let's move on to some of the off-season talk that we have. Maybe some speculation, some guesses, some uh, quote-worthy uh, things to talk about from the exit interviews from the players and some big storylines. Uh, but before I do that, 
let me tell you about Spotify Greenroom. Greenroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Greenroom is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you in Greenroom with watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find locked-on hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. I'll be joining the app soon, so be sure to get started and I'll meet you there. Go download the free Greenroom app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. I know you will find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join you all on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once I get locked on Golden Knights Room live. Download the Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. This episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a perfect pregame snack, Built Bar is the way to go. It is healthy and delicious too. Tastes just like a candy bar without all the sugar or the carbs. It has nine delicious flavors such as coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, my favorite, salted caramel. If you don't know what to get yet, you can try our mix box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off the first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off BuiltBar.com. So the offseason always starts with the exit interviews. Once it's over, uh, I, I think that's officially the end of the season. There's a lot of things to talk about or to take away from the exit interviews. I think one of the biggest things to come out from it is we found out that Alec Martinez was playing with a broken foot throughout the whole postseason. And while that was happening, while he was playing with a broken foot, Alec Martinez led all players in the postseason, not just the Golden Knights, with 72 blocked shots. Alec Martinez has been a godsend for this team. For the low cost of two second round picks, Alec Martinez has been such a value. And I remember actually when we got Martinez during that trade deadline, I was one of the doubters and wanted to uh, to target a bigger name at the time i believe there was a few other defensemen that are available i cannot remember on the top of my head uh, which one those are but alec martinez was the last person i thought vegas would target uh he was playing for a really bad uh kings team and his underlying numbers were advanced stats was not very good with the kings but i guess that was that had a lot to do with the team he played rather than him individually. Now the question going into this postseason is, can we bring back Alec Martinez, Uh, which is going to be really tough. Alec Martinez is not a young player. He is on the wrong side of 30. He's approaching 35. I believe he's turning 34 uh, next season. And 
he's not going to come cheap. As much as I want Alec Martinez to return, it's going to be a difficult, difficult ask. Uh, he was getting paid fourth, uh, $4 million a year. His AAV was $4 million uh, this season. And I believe he played above that level. Alec Martinez was that good. Now, is it possible to bring him back? Yes, but either Martinez is going to ask for a huge discount for what is worth, or we are going to have to move a few other pieces uh, to accommodate his cap. I also, in the firm, believe that we have a young player ready to compete for a roster spot next season, Caden Korzak. I've watched this kid play in the AHL, and he the kid is uh, 20 years old. He's the same draft class as Peyton Krebs. And he was very he played very mature for his age in the AHL. Uh, I've compared him to Braden McNabb, who can skate. Obviously, it's going to be a downgrade to Alec Martinez. He is not going to be Alec Martinez. But I think that Nick Haig and Zach Whitecloud, that pair, can elevate themselves to the top four. And you can have Theodore and Alex Petrangelo as your top pair defensemen, Haig and Whitecloud uh, as your middle pair. And you can have, you still have Braden McNabb, Nick Holden, and Dylan Coglin. Dylan Coughlin is an RFA. Uh, he's not gonna gonna get a lot of money. He's gonna be a deaf player or maybe even a bargaining chip. But Alec Martinez, as much as it hurts to lose him, he is a guy I feel like we can afford to lose. Uh, it it is gonna be it's gonna hurt a lot, but it's gonna be tough. I I don't know how the everybody's going to be wanting to keep Alec Martinez, but with this, just the situation that Vegas is on, uh, it's going to be near impossible to bring him back. I wouldn't say near impossible. It's going to be very, very hard. Uh, defense was not the problem in the postseason, though. Uh, it's scoring. Uh, they could use the money to theoretically sign, uh, hypothetically sign, Martinez and you instead of using that money to sign Martinez they could use that uh, money to go to get help up front another speaking of uh, help up front another big takeaway I got from the exit interviews was from Pete DeBoer's exit interview and talking about young players uh, getting opportunities uh, in the roster uh, he said something about there are plenty of young players who got their chances to play in the roster and play with really good play alongside really good players. And not all of the young players were uh, not all the young players took advantage of that and really played themselves into the roster. Uh, a lot of people feel like this is specifically targeted to Cody Glass, and I can see that. I personally think it is also targeted to Cody Glass, which is such a shame. 
Uh, as you know, I am a big, big Cody Glass fan, and I wish they will keep him next season unless they move him for a guy like Jack Eichel. Uh, Cody Glass is, I think, has a, still have a lot of potential. A lot of people are already giving up on Cody Glass, but he is 21 years old. Uh, if you guys remember, Alex Stuck didn't really become a regular player in the NHL until he was 22. Same with Mark Stone. Mark Stone also didn't really break through the NHL until he was about 22, 23. The only issue with Cody Glass is his draft stock. He's a top 10 pick. And by this time, you are expecting a top 10 pick by this time of their career to be a regular contributor to the NHL roster. It also shines a brighter light on him once you look at what's going on with the guy that got away in Nick Suzuki. Uh, There's a lot of speculations that uh, Montreal wanted Cody Glass, but they had settled for Nick Suzuki because Vegas did not want to uh, trade Cody Glass. But that's all in hindsight. Right now, we are focused on Cody Glass, and I think... Uh, a little optimism here because I have seen Cody Glass play in the AHL and, and in the WHL and the World Juniors. This kid is very, very good. He just needs to uh, stay healthy and develop, give, uh, not lose his confidence and really develop the right way. The kid has a lot of potential and I still believe in Cody Glass. Kelly McCrimmon uh, also came out uh, and said that the, t- the the team believes in Cody Glass. Uh, I don't know. That's my fear right now is that the management do not actually trust him. Or that's my fear. I, I want them to trust Cody Glass. I want to keep Cody Glass and not give up a hope on him. But the, my fear is the management did give up on him and they're probably going to move him uh, away. Like I said, I will only be okay if Cody Glass gets moved for a guy, some not necessarily be Jack Eichel, but a guy like that, a, an elite 1C that can contribute to the team right away. If he gets moved for a different young prospect that's like a Nolan Patrick or whatever, I will not be happy with that. Another stuff that came out from the uh, exit interviews we I speculated Mark Stone uh, was hurt during the Montreal series. Uh, he came out and said that wasn't the case. He was healthy. And that upset me a little bit because I don't know what the excuse is for disappearing in probably the most important series in the Golden Knights history. Um, but he is still going to be the captain. Mark Stone is... I'm not going I'm not going to put all of it on him losing that series. Uh one series doesn't really erase what he did the rest of the playoffs or the rest of the season. Mark Stone is still probably our best player and hopefully he can rebound next postseason and really uh 
use it as motivation to really come out next season uh, as we go. Now, there's a, a few other tidbits and news articles and some more speculation that I think uh, Vegas is going to do in the offseason. But I will get back into that. Uh, but first, let me tell you about Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Basketball and hockey are deep into the playoffs, and you can track all the action at Ben Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and information on all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next puck drop, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the games as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. So there's a lot of speculations around there. I am one of them uh, about trying to acquire a man, a player, an elite player named Jack Eichel. I've mentioned his name a few times before in this episode, and you probably see me on Twitter. Jack Eichel should be a target for the Golden Knights. I don't know what the cost is for him, but Jack Eichel is one of the best centers in the league probably top five if you can go that far at least top 10 now vegas's biggest need right now is that elite 1c spot no disrespect to chandler stevenson but he is not an elite 1c i think in most teams uh he would be a third line center to second line center uh, at best, I think we have a perfect second line center right now in the roster in William Carlson. But if Vegas really wants to get over the hump and get to that next level, I think an elite 1C is, uh, is their biggest need. And Jack Eichel fits all that bill. Now, what, it, what will it cost? For Vegas to land Jack Eichel, well, a lot. Uh, he is he is an elite center with contract, and 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 there's still some risk uh, going after uh, Jack Eichel, which I think will lower will lower some of his value. He does have the undisclosed neck injury uh, he got during the season. That's why he couldn't play the rest of the season. And why the the ill will uh, between team and player uh, started? Jack Eichel wanted to do a uh, a neck surgery that hasn't been tried on uh, NHL players, but the team does not want to take a risk uh, just in case they don't because they don't know what will what it will entail. Now Jack Eichel because of that. Uh, is 
is not happy with the team and probably wants out of Buffalo, especially with his talent level. He wants to win, and Buffalo has not done that in a while. Uh, probably one of the worst franchises in the league right now. Uh, what will it cost? Uh, I know Buffalo wants futures. It's going to cost. Uh, it's going to start with a first round pick. Vegas's first round picks are not very valuable as Vegas normally uh, finishes near the top of the league. That means their first round pick normally ends late in the first round. I don't think this year, the 2021 first round pick has a lot of value because it is the 29th pick uh, of this year's draft. Uh, it would be 30th if uh, Arizona had their pick, but they don't. So Vegas is picking 29th. So in my estimation, in my my opinion, I think it starts off with a pick, uh, the 2022 pick for next year, because I feel like teams are willing to risk that a little bit. Uh, and maybe Vegas is going to have a down year and they're going to have a better draft pick next season uh, for, for the, that's how the other teams will look at it because the, the 2022 pick is unknown while the 2021 pick is known. Um, Vegas might have to throw in the New Jersey devils pick this season. That's a, that's a high second round pick in 2021. And then you're going to need to uh, give away some prospects, a high-end prospect, an A-level prospect, not, not a B prospect, uh, an elite one, a blue chip one. Uh, Vegas has, I, in my opinion, has two of those. Their best prospect right now with the highest value is Peyton Krebs. Uh, I think Cody Glass is still an A prospect, but his value went down a little bit. He's not an a plus prospect anymore he's probably around a i think uh, Peyton krebs is the most valuable prospect vegas has now so i think if they want to look at a jack eichel trade it's gonna involve one of those maybe another b prospect uh on top of that that could be dugan morozov uh maybe cormier uh one of those guys uh, on top of that, and maybe a roster player to uh, to help with the cap and give Buffalo a player in their spot. Now, this is going to be the hard part for me because uh, I personally do not want to touch as much of the forward core. I know it's going to be uh, impossible to make this trade without that. I still think that uh, if you add an elite player, but you take away, it's still going to hurt you. I think one of Marcia or maybe Smith is going to be up there uh, on this trade talk. Probably Marcia because he is younger. Mo probably even Alex Tuck is going to be a name uh, in there uh, to include in this draft. Uh, some people are suggesting Shea Theodore. Uh, he's probably the best young player in the on the team. Uh, that's gonna hurt Vegas a lot. I don't like the thought of trading Shea Theodore. I think having Petrangelo and Shea Theodore in the back end really gives the Golden Knights a huge edge. So 
uh, I'm not down for that. So my, in my opinion, my best offer, uh, I think is going to take a little bit more, uh, but, uh, but this is uh, be, being, being the Mac managers or McVie, they want to try to get it as cheap as possible. I think it also in the, in the situation where uh, the unknown of Jack Eichel's health is also involved. But I think uh, a trade would look something like next year's draft, the 22 first, first, uh, first round pick this year's New Jersey, second round pick uh, Cody glass, uh, Riley Smith and a, uh, and uh, the rights to get Ivan Morozov. Something like that. I think it's gonna take a little bit more, but that's that's what I, I'd feel comfortable making that trade if that's that's the case. But let me know what you think uh, on Twitter. You can uh, at me uh, at some dude eighty eight and let me know uh, if you're if you're a Buffalo fan listening to this. Let me know how stupid that deal is and you're just gonna say no. Um, and now uh, a little more uh, stuff to kind of wrap up. Uh, the Henderson Silver Knights jo- signed a Jermaine Lowen uh, to a one-year deal for the AHL. I'm, I, I'm a little bit surprised at this uh, signing. Uh, I'm not a big Jermaine Lowen fan. I don't think he's that good of a player. Although it is just an AHL deal, it's not that bad. It's not going to offer it's not going to affect the the golden knights as much but i thought he was done after the slashing incident near the end of the season um i thought uh he was he didn't really play much uh and and it's just a good ahl death player i think and he's gonna go up and down uh, fort wayne and henderson uh speaking of fort wayne they are currently playing in the finals of the uh of the ECHL uh, Dylan Ferguson is their backstop uh, goaltender. Uh, I'm Dylan Ferguson played one game in the AHL this season, which was a shutout. I expect him to be playing a lot more uh, in the AHL, especially with the news that Jesse Granger uh, broke in the athletic with Oscar Dansk no longer in the, uh, on the organization. So I expect, Dylan Ferguson, uh, Yiri Patera, and uh, Logan Tom Logan Thompson's probably gonna get the starter role in the AHL unless they move one of the goalies, uh, Flurry or Leonard. Then I can see Logan Thompson being the backup for uh, for for them. And now you'll get Ferguson and Patera in the AHL gives them uh, room to develop. Uh, that's it for me today. Um, I'm not sure when I'm gonna release the next episode maybe Friday, uh, but I'm just going to try to figure out this off season and I'm just going to play it as I go. Uh, thank you, uh, everyone. This, uh, if you want to listen more about the Stanley cup finals going on right now, about the Montreal Canadian uh, with the Montreal Canadians and the Tampa Bay lightning, go check out their respective locked on podcasts, the locked on Canadians and the locked on lightning and check out the locked on NHL for the league wide perspective. Go check out my other podcast, the weekly nightly podcast, which is available in all uh, your podcast 
platforms and we come out with we just came out with a a post uh early post 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 season an off season podcast uh you can check that out there's a new episode out uh yesterday and go go check that out yeah and that's about it for me i still don't know how to end a podcast so thank you for listening <laughs>